Welcome on in. It is the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 215-592-9494 is how you get in and react. You're leaving the ball game. I know there was uh, 58,000 hot dogs consumed at the game tonight. So uh, obviously another good crowd tonight, a really good crowd um, on hand down at Citizens Bank Park for what was a frustrating game and a game that I felt like the Phillies could have easily won. Welcome on in the final out sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on this Tuesday evening. And it was a frustrating one. Um, and I tell you what, there's no – well, there's a lot of baseball cliches that are true. But one of them is certainly, you know, your momentum is only as long as the next – as the game the next day um, or something along those lines. Got to be honest, not the best cliche guy. Sometimes I get them right. Sometimes I get them wrong. I'm not Jalen Hurts. I'm just a guy. Um, but, you know, it, it, the momentum doesn't really last that long in baseball, it feels like. It, it can be gone like that. And there was nothing more vintage than the Phillies having 20 hits last night, putting up 15 runs, having the, the, the fan base collectively breathe a, a long sigh of relief, and then come out tonight and do the stuff that had frustrated us early in this season. And it was a lot back to what we had seen so far this season. Obviously, some good, but one of those games that I felt like they had, I felt like they could have gone ahead, and really I felt like they let it slip away more than I felt like the Marlins came in here and, and, and took that game. Two one five five nine two. 94-94, if you're leaving the ballpark, we'd love to talk to you. Get your reactions. Get your takeaways from what you saw down at Citizens Bank Park tonight. My three big takes from the game tonight. My first big take is that the dumb baseball has to stop. You know, I don't know who has to go in there and, and shake these guys up and say, stop trying to do too much. But someone's got to do it. And... I know it's not Rob Thompson's M.O. of, of being the, the, the boisterous, uh, tough guy, uh, you know, going to like really get into someone. It hasn't generally been his personality. There had been times last year where he did it, and it was like that's refreshing because it felt like Joe Girardi never did that. This is one of those times where the manager's got to do something about it. Um, you know, with, with Reese Hoskins being out, that that other kind of vocal leader in the locker room isn't there, you know? And, and I know Reese has been around, but it's just different when you're not playing and I, I didn't see him in the dugout tonight. So, like, he, he's he's there, but he's not there. Kyle Schwarber has made too many mistakes on the base pass for anyone to kind of take seriously at this point. Uh, I mean, he got thrown out twice the other day against, against the Reds. So, you know... It, when you look at how this team is made up and you look at the, the, the leadership council here, you're like, Schwarber's a great leader. I think he's the Kelsey of this team. But he's made a lot of mistakes. I think JT, and this is not a knock on these guys, but I think JT is quiet. Trey Turner just got here. Cassianos is, is kind of, you know, to himself, I feel like. And then you have the young guys in Bohm, Marsh, and Stott, and it's like they're not, that's not their role. So it's one of those things where, given the amount of mistakes that they have made on the base pass, the manager and, and Rob Thompson's got to do something about it. And whether it's pulling a guy out of a game or, you know, getting into it in the dugout, like tough coaching is not a bad thing. I know everyone's afraid of it, but these guys are professionals and 
it's it's been eight. You know, there's been eight running base running mistakes so far, and the, the 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 season's a week and a half old. This comes down to lack of focus. These guys have played baseball their entire lives. They know they can't get thrown out on the bases. They know that that these situations can't happen. They're not little leaguers. I think some tough coaching needs to happen, and it's on Rob Thompson at this point. And we know the big the big game the, or the, the the big moment in this game where it happened. Uh, Crowd is into the game late. Lazardo is on the ropes. Bryson Stott is at the dish, and Bryson Stott has been great so far. But when something like this happens, he needs to be criticized. Three balls, two strikes, runners go, the pitch. Swung on, line to left field. That's falling. It's a base hit. It'll be picked up by De La Cruz. Two runs are going to score. And Stott around the bag at first, too far. And Gene Segura back picks him off the bag at first, and that is going to end the inning. Another runner thrown out on the bases as Gene Segura gets his old double play partner at first who had just driven in two runs. That's my Mike, my Mike's Amazing Play of the Game presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies because it's amazing how this continues to happen. Like, that is such a key moment in the game. You're, you, you had a tough inning the, week, the, the inning before. Aaron Ola kind of blows up a little bit. You have Jesus Lazardo, who is just dominant all night long on the ropes. Bryson Stott has been unbelievable so far this year. Had another multi-hit game tonight. And it has done a great job. He makes it a 4-3 game and then gets immediately picked off first base by Gene Segura. Like, that can't happen. It's amazingly bad. Sometimes the amazing play is positive. That is amazingly bad. And that is yet another out that has been caused on the, on the base pass. Dumb baseball has to stop. Bryce Harper's not in the lineup. Reese Hoskins is in the lineup. Your bullpen's not particularly pitching well. Like you are down, a, you are down two of your starters. Your your starters haven't been locked down so far. These kind of dumb things cannot continue. But that wasn't it. the 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 stop play was was not smart baseball. But next inning, Brandon Marsh walks. Kyle Schwarber walks. JT is up. You're getting some momentum back. It's now a five three game. First pitch swinging after a walk, double play. And and the Marlins are out of the inning, and another exhale moment. You keep letting the Marlins off the hook when you could take back all the momentum. It's 5-3 in the eighth. You know, we, we, we've, we've talked about the, the, the dumb baseball on the hitting side, on the base running side. The pitching was a part of this as well. We'll get to Aaron Nolan in a second. But top eight, it's a 5-3 game. Andrew Bellotti is in, who has been pretty locked down so far, but he had two straight two-strike mistakes, and it goes from a 5-3 game to a 7-3 game, eventually an 8-3 game, and you let it slip away. And they totally and completely let tonight slip away. Take number one is that the dumb baseball has to stop. From the base running to situational hitting to situational pitching. That is three key aspects to winning that they are not doing at their best right now. And when you're down the injuries they are, it can't happen. My second big take is that this is just who Aaron Nola is. And it's so difficult to have an Aaron Nola discussion uh, in modern baseball 
because the 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 most simplest, you know, most boiled down reality with Aaron Nola is is that he's a very good pitcher that you just never trust. It's as simple as that. Aaron Nola is a very good pitcher. We know that. We know that he's going to get on a run here and he's going to end the season with a low whip. He's going to strike out a ton of a, guy, a ton of guys, but there's still that feeling in your gut that when you need him, he's going to let you down. And it's okay to admit that. Like the Aaron Nola thing is frustrating for me because it's like we all see it. We see that he's very good. But we don't have to go so – and honestly, it's it's both sides. Like, the the one side of he's trash, get rid of him, he's not an ace, whatever, he's a three, I think's insane. The side of, no, he actually really is an ace, look at his strikeout numbers, he's, he's dominant, pay him $200 million, I think is also insane. This is who he is. Tonight was a vintage Aaron Nola start. Like, they have lost his last six outings. I know some of that's playoffs, big games, whatever, but – Last six outings, and win-loss record, we know that it's pretty much been taken out of the game. But when you are an ace or a 1A, like, you got to be a stopper at some point. And tonight, you know, he's rolling along, and it's like the cutter's looking good. Fastball location is pretty good. But the thing that, that consistently comes up with Aaron Nola, and which is my number one complaint, is that when, when things get tough, it feels like it snowballs rather than it stops. It feels like runner scores from second base on a single off the middle. Well, we got to let the next runner come in as well. And there's just too much of that snowballing. And the one disadvantage of the pitch clock for a guy like Nola is that he is one of those guys that when runners get on base, everything slows down for him. And he wants to slow it down. And he wants to take his time. And he wants to think about executing pitches. Well, that's not the reality of, of, of the current sport. So he's got to figure that out. I know it's outside of his comfort zone, but that's something that has to be addressed. And that's the thing that ultimately feels like always holds back Aaron Nola is that it just snowballs and there's no stopping there. Tonight was vintage and it's disappointing for a, a, a game in which I believe the Phillies should have won. They were going against the 29th ranked offense in baseball so far. And their, their, their 1B came up short. Aaron Nola was not good enough tonight. And it was yet another start where he's rolling, around, rolling along, rolling along, rolling along, and bang, things go wrong. It snowballs. It turns into an avalanche. And all of a sudden, it's a 4 nothing ball game. That's my second big take. But my third big take is obviously all hope is not lost. I did have one big positive tonight is that the offense continues to put you in a position to succeed. The, the offense, they had nine more hits tonight. They had a ton of hits last night. I, only, I know they only scored three runs, but they are putting themselves in, in positions to break through. They had multiple breakthrough options tonight. They just didn't get the job done. Sometimes that's baseball. But Bryson Stott, eight multi-hit games, 11 straight uh, to begin the season. He is developing into just an absolute stud for this team. I thought Nick Castellanos looked good again. Um, just continues to look more confident. Looks like he can actually do some damage when attacking baseballs. And Brandon Marsh got inserted into the game late, walked and got a hit. Like, passed the play more. And I, I think that as we go along here, Brandon Marsh is, is going to continue to develop into 
uh, your everyday center fielder. My one negative, uh, on, well, there's a couple of negatives on offense, but one that is, is, is sticking in my craw here a little bit, and I love Trey Turner, and he's had a lot of hits. He's batting number 300. But, I mean, a lot of times tonight it was like first pitch swinging for no reason. You are the leadoff hitter. And I know you're trying to get that big home run and have your first, like, Philly Citizens Bank Park moment, but you got to breathe. You got to calm down. There's a lot of just trying to jump the pitcher rather than letting him come to you a little bit. So, um, you know, a lot of weak fly balls to center field. If it's not your night, at least work the pitcher a little bit. So uh, that's my one frustration with, with, with Trey Turner after tonight. But other than that, um, he has been as good as advertised so far, and I think he's just pressing a little bit to get his first home run. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. My three big takes from tonight: the dumb baseball is driving me insane. It's got to stop. The base running stuff is insane. Uh, Aaron Nola, this is who he is, and he we we can admit two things: he's very good, and you never really fully trust him. And my final big take is that the offense continues to put you in position to succeed. Where are you at after this game tonight? Rob is in the Northeast. What's happening, Robbie? Yo, I want to meet the genius who decided to say, hey, let's do three theme nights on one night. It was freaking crazy down there. What, they had Dollar Dog Night? They had other things? They had Dollar Dog Night, Red Goes Greek, and the College Series Night. And it was... The lines were horrendous. As much as horrendous as Nola's pitching tonight, let's be honest. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, listen, it, wasn't the college series like before the game, though? Or was it, did it trickle over into the actual it, game? It trickled into it, it trickled into 400 level, felt like the 700 level tonight. It was a hot well, mess. Did you get hit with any hot dogs late in the game there, Rob? No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. All right, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're able to make it out alive. So you're worried about Noah? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a little concerning with, you know, I understand, you know, I have faith in him. I want to have faith in him. He's our, he's our ace. But when our ace can't make it through the game, and this goes back to Rob's, uh, you know, press conference. He said tonight, the fact of he saw – Aaron struggling, let him keep going because his pitch count wasn't high enough to pull him out. And then he goes back to the pitch count and says, eh, you know what, time to pull him. You, you, the bleeding, like you said, it's a snowball effect. The bleeding just kept, you know, the wound kept bleeding, and you couldn't stop it. It sucked. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, was, it, was, it was vintage in a way. And my – I have this 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 internal discussion with myself when we talk about like pulling guys who are your top of the line starters early in a game where it's not totally out of hand because on one hand it's like yeah I, we all see that this is snowballing and and whatnot and and we'd love to bring in someone to to put an end to it and yeah believe me like if it's a playoff game you want to do that but I guess where I largely fall on it is that in April, I need to see Aaron Nola work his way through that, work his way through the, the pitch clock, work his way through runners on base and, and having to kind of speed himself up and getting used to that stuff. It sucks to lose a game like that. It really does, especially a game that I felt like they could have won. But if I'm Rob Thompson, I also need Aaron Nola to 
to be able to pitch through stuff like that. And when you're talking about Wheeler and you're talking about Nola specifically, I know they pitched a ton of innings last year, um, but they also need to give you length. And you do have to put faith in your guys that they can go out there and execute and get a job done. Putting faith in your players is something that Rob Thompson has done all throughout. And, you know, I, I think that this this idea of pull pitchers as soon as things start going wrong, I don't think is the right strategy. It probably cost them tonight. I'm, I'm fully disclosing that. But at the same time, it's early in the season, and these guys have to learn to pitch through that with the pitch clock and the new rules and all of that. 215-592-9494. On the other side, we'll get to all of your calls, but also two big pieces of injury news that should have that should help this team sooner rather than later. What are they? We'll get into that on the other side here on the final out on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 215-592-9494 for you leaving the ballpark and want to get in on what was a frustrating night down at the ballpark. And it was one of those games where, and I, and I felt it all throughout. I felt like they gave away the game uh, Sunday against the Reds. And I felt like they gave this game away. You know, there was moments in this game where they, they had momentum a little bit. You felt it kind of building. And bang, a dumb baseball play would kind of take over. I think that's been the, the biggest takeaway from this season so far is, is there's been a lot of dumb baseball. A ton of, uh, you know, runners thrown out on base. Bryson Stott, who has been unbelievable this year, and he's, he admitted postgame tonight. He's like, it, it, it's, it's being aggressive, not being stupid. And that's exactly what's been kind of the MO of this team since they returned home. It's like <laughs> the best way for me to describe it is that I guess – it looks like they got in front of the home crowd and they were like, oh, this is fun again. And I and I want to put on a show for the home fans and I want it to feel like October again. And I love that. Like, I, I, I love that. But it comes at a price of trying to be over aggressive and trying to be too much. I look at Turner. I think he's trying to do too much at the plate right now where it's like, let the game come to you. You're Trey Turner. We paid you $300 million for a reason. Like the, the the little base running things, it's like you don't have to try to take a ton of extra bases to try to get a rise out of the crowd. Like you got to play smarter here. So there's just been little instances. Yeah, they had dumb pitching tonight on from, from Aaron Nola, who, again, where it's like you would every time it's, you know, he's, he's just such a – it's just an interesting case study, Aaron Nola, because he's really good. Like anyone that thinks he's trash has no idea what they're talking about. Guy was fourth in Cy Young last year. He is consistently one of the best strike to walk out or strikeout to walk out ratio guys in baseball. He takes down a ton of innings. He's very valuable. But like there's this thing where when one run scores, it feels like here comes a couple other ones. It, it, it the, the the big out, the the momentum stopping out more often than not, doesn't feel like we get it. Like, he can get on rolls. He can throw a complete game. He can he can do, he can can do strike out 10 like he did against the Mets a couple years ago, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's insane. But then there's so many games like tonight where all of a sudden, bang, fifth inning, here's four runs. Opening day, bang, fifth inning, here's five runs. And he's just, with the new pitch clock, I know he likes to slow things down. He's got to figure it out to where he can get into a rhythm here with the new rules because they're not going away. But two good pieces of injury news from earlier today. Uh, Ranger Suarez, uh, according to Rob Thompson before the game, apparently looked excellent in his bullpen. 
and they'll decide tomorrow the next steps that they want to go with um, for Ranger. Obviously, he's going to have to pitch in some minor league games, but it seems like he hasn't had a, a, a setback. So you, you bring back Ranger, it lengthens out the rotation. It gives you a guy that, you know, I feel like when he's going, as, uh, when he's fully healthy and his arm's back, gives you a good solid six innings on most nights. Uh, and obviously has nights where he can just go, you know, nine and, and the game will be over in two hours. Like, I think the pitch clock is just going to be so good for Ranger because he's going to get it. The batter's probably not going to be fully locked in, ready to go, bang. You know, he's in and out of the innings like that. So I, I think Ranger obviously coming back is going to be a, a major, major lift for this team. Um, and, and the big question then becomes what do you do with Matt Strom, who has been great so far, but they, they signed him to be uh, a reliever. And you look at the bullpen right now, who do you trust down there? Obviously, you trust Jose Alvarado. Um, I would love to trust Bellotti. I would love to trust Soto. I would love to <laughs> trust Kimbrel. I don't think I'm ever going to trust Kimbrel, but you know, he's a guy that leads. He's an active leader in saves. Um, Sir Anthony, I would love to trust, but he's been up and down this year. Like it's really just Alvarado, and then you kind of don't know what you're getting on a night-in, night-out basis from the rest of the relievers. You add Matt Strom to the mix, he can go multi-innings. He can go one inning. Um, so I just think his stuff translates better to the bullpen rather than like a Bailey Falter. Like I don't think like Bailey Falter's not going to the bullpen and 90 is going to be 95 all of a sudden, you know, Bailey Falter's kind of just a starter. So I know Matt Strom is a darling uh, of the fan base right now. And I'm with you. I love Matt Strom, but I think he's going to go back to the rotate or go back to the bullpen, help that kind of unit out, hopefully settle everyone down. Um, and, and Ranger getting back and, and, and going uh, Wheeler, Nola, Walker slash Ranger, and then Bailey Faulty is your five. Everything starts to make sense here, and we'll see what happens with Andrew Painter. He picked up a baseball the other day, which is obviously a very, very good sign. And the other big piece of, of injury news today that is just massive is Bryce Harper hit on the field again today. Um, and, and Rob Thompson said before the game that if there was a minor league game, he felt like he could hit in it today, which is just absurd. Um, and now he needs to be cleared for sliding. Although apparently, uh, Tucker Bagley before the game, what was the term that Rob Thompson used there? The the modified sliding. The, yeah, the, the modified sliding. I guess it's sliding. It sounded practice. like yoga. He made it sound like he was just in the outfield, like stretching on his knees. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he knows how to slide. I mean, he's he's been, uh, you know, he's been a baseball player for a long time. I mean, Tucker does it before every producing shift. So, like, I mean, it was just another day for Tucker. He knows exactly what modified sliding is. But um, that's the next big hurdle. I know people are like, well, tell him not to slide. It's not how it works. Like, first off, it's definitely not in Bryce Harper's DNA to to not be aggressive in going from first to second. You think he right? misses not being able to run over the catcher? Oh, for but, sure. Like he kind of missed that whole part of his career. You know, it's so funny, dude, Tucker, about like you know people are freaking out about the base running thing. I mean, Bryce isn't going to help there. I mean, <laughs> Bryce has been a terror. Like for as great as Bryce is, and as as amazing as Bryce is. Just atrocious on the base pass. Oh, so, if you had told me they had you know eight base running mistakes this early in the season, I would have thought, wow, Harper came back early. Yeah, he's back. He's back. So uh, the aggressive nature has definitely bit Bryce Harper in the past. So, um, but you know, it's not even just sliding into second base or sliding into third. The big one for me is actually sliding back into first base on any pickoff attempts. So I know there's this whole. I know there's probably people out there that are like. Well, just don't slide. Well, that's not possible. So this is baseball, you know. Um, so that's big. And just in looking how it seems like the lineup is starting to shake out here, when Bryce comes back, 
this is what I would roll out there uh, most nights. And I know they're all worried about the uh, the lefty starter or whatever. I'm not. Um, but I would roll out a lineup of this. Stott, Turner, Harper, Bohm, Schwarber, Castellanos, JT, Marsh, Sosa. It lengthens it all out. Um, I know it's like shocking to see JT hitting that low, but finally, like we're starting to get closer to where we were uh, before the Reese injury, where it was going to be like Boom hitting seven or one of these guys hitting seven. Like someone has to hit there. Like I'm sorry, and and JT, very good player. Uh, he could bat five one day, he could bat six one day, he could bat four one day, whatever. Like they're all interchangeable. But I just think that the way things are kind of trending here, I think Boom is just going to continue to. Uh, be a force and be towards the top of the lineup. Uh, Schwarber is, is someone you got to have in, in run-producing situations. I continue to buy into Castellanos, so I need him up there. And, and JT will get hot, so who knows. But the the first three of Stott, Turner, Harper is something that I think uh, would would pay dividends for this team. And just in watching Trey Turner through two weeks, I know we, we signed him to be the leadoff hitter because he's fast, but I, I, I just think that he's got it like – Tonight was a perfect example of the Trey Turner leadoff thing being a bit of an issue because you have Jesus Lazard on the mound, and he swings first pitch, one out, and then uh, Schwarber strikes it out in three pitches, and you're, you're four pitches into the game, and your three hitters already up, and, and Jesus Lazardo hasn't even uh, broken a sweat yet. So uh, I would like to see a little bit more uh, you know, discipline from, from Trey Turner. And, you know, I, I understand being aggressive when I jump on pitchers, but has to be a, a, a good, solid mix there. John is in Hazleton. What's happening, John? What's going on, buddy? I got three things real quick. First of all, you're 100% accurate with Noel. He's a good pitcher. He's no ace. I'm sick of these delusional Phillies fans who argue that he's an ace. He's not an ace. He, the snowball inning, as you said, is, is why he's not an ace, in my opinion. Second, he's a, he's, a, he's a very good He's a very good two low-end one, and, and that's yeah. fine. That's fine. But he wants ace money. I, I won't be mad if he's going at the end of there. That's just me. But let me get to my two other points. Second, Philly Rob has to go in there and uh, get on them about the dumb base running mistakes. They have That has to stop. That has to stop. And the third thing is, for a team with World Series and, uh, you know, aspirations, the slop that's coming out of that bullpen right now. I mean, other than, you know, uh, Alvarado, everybody else is suspect. Kimbrell makes me nervous every time. Yeah, he comes totally. Soto has been up and down. Uh, you know, Bellotti was good until tonight. I think this is the first run he gave up all year. Yep. Uh, Brogdon, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, they're, they're going to need, if they're going to really go where we want them to go, I think they're going to need at least two more arms in that bullpen. Well, the thing for me, John, and and I appreciate the call, is uh, on one hand, I agree with you. You know, on one hand, they have a lot of high wire acts back there where it's, like Soto is a perfect example where it's like he could go one, two, three and strike out the side and you'd be like, wow, that's awesome. Or it could kind of blow up in his face a little bit. The thing is, is that, yeah, they can go out and, and, and make some, you know, a bullpen acquisition here or there. But there is enough talent there where they should be able to, to right the ship here. Uh, when Matt Strom gets back out there, it gives them another weapon. Like I, I still believe in the upside of this bullpen. They just got to get on a bit of a roll here. I mean, th- I think this bullpen is more talented than last year's bullpen. And I thought last year's bullpen, for the most part, was pretty good. Unfortunately, bullpens are just volatile. Um, they're, they're up and down. So 
it's been frustrating. They're walking more guys. It feels like it's been a lot of two strike, uh, you know, taking advantage of pitchers or taking advantage of hitters. Um, you know, and and it hasn't been totally locked down. But there's some good pitchers out there that I think that will get on a roll here and um and, and should do more good than bad. Two one five five nine two. 94-94, rolling into the final segment before handing things off to Jody Mack. We will look ahead to tomorrow, a, a big game. Obviously, you know, you want to you win the series. We'll preview that before handing things off to Jody Mack here on the final out on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. It's the final out here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Jack Fritz hanging out with you, reacting to a, a, a tough Phil's loss. Down at Citizens Bank Park tonight. Let's get to the player of the game brought to you by South Jersey Gas, committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at SouthJerseyGas.com slash LoveMyHome. And there's no one else to go with here than Luis Iraz. Uh I mean, hits for the cycle, and I'm one of those people. If you know me, you know how uh, passionate I am about seeing a Philly hit for the cycle, so it can officially erase David Bell from the Phillies record book. But... I have to sit here yet again and watch someone else hit for the cycle and, uh, and, and ruin my night. And I tell you what, that kid, and I don't even know, I, I feel like, am I, am I allowed to use the term kid? You know, when talking about another 20-something-year-old? I'm pretty sure. We were I think if you're a dad, you can do it. That's true, Tucker. Um, and I do exude just so many dad vibes right now. Um, but, man, that dude can hit. And listen. You want to talk about a big take? He's going to hit 400. I'm just telling you right now. He's going to hit for a 400 uh, for the first time since Ted Williams. If he plays the Phillies, he might hit 500. Um, but man, what a <laughs> I mean, what a player! I, I don't know. How you get him out like anytime you fool him, he just spits on it. If you try to bust him in, he be he bangs it down the right field line. I mean, the guy is just a it's 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 obviously soul crushing to see him do it to your team. But if he wasn't playing the Phillies, like it is nice to see a a throwback, like high average, you know, can pop a home run out out every once in a while. But for the most part, it's just like taking what the pitch is given you, given to you, getting on base, hitting the baseball, hitting it hard. Like it just, he's a treat. And I mean, he's just gonna he's gonna hurt the Phillies for a long time, as will uh, Jesus Lazardo, who was very good tonight. He ran into trouble. Um, in that inning when the Phillies kind of bailed him out, but he was dominant before that. So um, as someone that has him in a, a ten thousand or plus ten thousand dollars for for Cy Young, it was a, it was a good start to the game with the the three runs kind of putting a damper on it. Tomorrow though, the Phillies face another hard thrower in Edward Cabrera. Um, now he is not as polished as as Lazardo and Alcantara are. Um, and the thing about him is that stuff really good, stuff pops, but six and seven walks each in his first two starts. Uh, he's not going nine innings, by the way. <laughs> These are, he's not going like super deep in the game. So uh, the Phils will have to be patient tomorrow. Like, just work him. He, he'll probably give you a couple and then take advantage of his mistakes. So um, Edward Cabrera, very, very good stuff, but – a bit all over the place, and then Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Phillies, and and um, you know I'm not I don't want to raise red flags about Zach Wheeler, but I definitely do like my antenna is up about the velocity. Um, last two starts seems like fourth fifth inning, Velo dumps or uh, uh, goes down to about 94 95, 
Uh, the Zach Wheeler that we saw in the World Series, the Zach Wheeler that we saw through a lot of last year, uh, 97-98, carries it through the sixth, seventh inning um, and getting you through starts rather than two starts. So, um, you know, that's something to monitor here. Now, hopefully it's just early season ramping back up, and in a month from now this won't be a concern. But, you know, it's something to watch tomorrow. When he, when he gets into the fifth inning, does that velo start to dip a little bit um, if it does, more cause for concern. If it doesn't, hopefully that means that he is ramping back up to getting back to Zach Wheeler that we've seen for so long here. Let's uh, let's go to Kashmir, our guy in Potsdam. How's it going, buddy? Oh, what's going, Jack? I'm uh, uh, obviously I'm a little upset after this game. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It, but I gotta say. I mean, I'm I'm starting to get really worried about this baseball team, man. I really am. I'm getting worried. It's it's the it's the base running mistakes. The bullpen isn't nearly as I as good as I thought they were going to be. I get it's early in the season. I get that. However, you know, you know what they always say: you can't win. You can't you can't make you can't win you can't win a pennant in April. However, you could damn sure lose it. And I mean, right now four and eight. When the teams you played, you know the Reds and the the Reds and the Texas Rangers and the uh, and the, and the Miami Marlins, and not exactly the not exactly baseball's cream of the crop. Well, no, um, like, but I think the Rangers have more talent than a lot of people give them credit for. The Marlins, I know they're 29th in scoring or 29th in offense heading into tonight, but um, you know, Jesus Lazardo also you got to say was was pretty good tonight. Obviously, you want Noel to match him, but I, I understand. Um, tomorrow is obviously one of those games where if you keep taking two or three, you can't totally crush them. Like they should have swept the Reds. Blowing that game on Sunday was frustrating. Mm-hmm. They took two or three, and hopefully they can do the same tomorrow. But yeah. You know they they are they are kind of riding the ship here, and I I talked about it a lot last week. The next five series are going to be massive. They have Reds, Marlins, Reds, White Sox, Rockies. You know you got to take advantage of those teams. Yeah, and the only thing is, I mean, the White Sox they're not nearly as bad. I mean, and nope. especially if we have to face Dylan Cease, who is another top right-hander, and we always have problems out in Colorado. We just always have problems out in Colorado. We can never win in Colorado ever. Never happens. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is funny, but I, I agree with you. Um, it, it's you know, been one of those houses of horrors for them. I'm just I'm just worried that, like, you know, we having these early games that, you know, we're having these early games, and if it takes us, like, what? If it takes us a month or two to kind of get out, to kind of get on our footing like it did last year, like we didn't start playing real baseball until June. And, and let's be honest, you know, it, it was like, you know, we fired Girardi, and I get that, but like you said – we're not going to be firing Rob Thompson May thirty first. It's not going to happen. We're not firing him right after Memorial Day, Jack. We're gonna we're not we're gonna keep him the entire year. And so, what's going to be that move that kind of kicks this team back in a gear and says, "Oh my God, uh, oh crap, we got to get going here. We got to start playing." And guess what? You know, you have in uh, May and June, you have the Mets, you have the Astros, you have the Blue Jays. Yeah, uh, the the t- the schedule's a hell of a lot tougher this year. So, I, I mean, it's not like they're going to have these get-right games in June where they can win off nine, ten straight. It's not going to happen. I just, I don't want to get down to this. I don't want to get down to this. We're going to be twenty-two and twenty-nine again, and then we're going to be like, oh no, what do we do? I mean, it's just I can't. Ah, 
I'm sorry. I'm wor- I'm panicking about this baseball team. Oh, and you know what? We can't. I'm panicking. No, I really they're am. Not I think that, they're not that bad, Cashmere. I appreciate the call. We, the, the, we don't need to, to slam the panic button because they lost the game that they, they probably should have won tonight. You know, like, all right. <laughs> they're, they've had a, a tough start to the season. I understand that. The Mets are 6-6. Six and six. The the Pirates are seven and four. The Cubs are six and four. The Diamondbacks are seven and four. Like you know, there's some things early. The 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 Dodgers are six and five. The Padres are seven and five. Like you know, water is going to find its level. And uh, you know, I don't think we need to do the sky is falling thing early in the season. I understand uh, tonight was frustrating. I get that. Um, the bullpen I think is is causing some concern for people. Uh, I I just continue to believe that there are good pitchers down there that will eventually, you know, kind of right the ship. Uh, I need Wheeler and Nola to start giving them more length. Um, you know, Tywin Walker has to, to get back to being Tywin Walker a little bit. And we Ranger and Harper coming back is just going to do wonders for this team. Um, and especially Harper, when you add him back to an offense that has had has as many hits as they have had so far this year, I just think it's it's only going to get better from there, especially with the the leaps you've seen from Marsh, Stott, and Alec Bohm. You add Bryce Harper into the rest of that lineup, and bang, this thing kind of turns into a, a a really really deep and good lineup. That's going to do it for me tonight. Uh, Jody Mack has got you next here on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Uh, Marks and Reese tomorrow will lead you into Phillies Marlins. You know, take two or three. We don't have to say big game, must win, can't lose, but. Uh, continue to pile up series wins at this point of the season. And I will have you for the final out tomorrow night. Tucker Bagley produced the program here tonight. And Jody Max got you next here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.